Check your panties. Aging Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I'm having chest pain. So sit down, shut the fuck up, take your cock out of your hand, and listen. Joey Valentine. Welcome to Fat Guy Loves Cake. I am Joey Valentine. Here to bring you another episode of the Internet's Most Underappreciated Podcast. Coming to you three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, with all the calories and none of the flavor. <laughs> I'm losing them, man. I feel like I'm losing them. It's June 15th, 2022. It's Wednesday. We're halfway through the week. Hope everybody's surviving this massive heat wave we're all going through. I thought it was just me here in South Texas, but talk to people I work with and Georgia and California and even in St. Louis, everybody's melting, man. My poor little 5,000 BTU wall window air conditioner unit thing box guy is just dying. It's like the, the little engine that could, you know, but it can't. It's trying, man. I seriously thought that my air conditioner was broke because I was sitting in my room. I'm at my desk. I'm working. And I'm sweating, you know, I've got a really kick-ass Black & Decker rotating, oscillating fan, and I've, and I've got my air conditioner on 62, even though I know it has no hope of ever getting to 62. And I'm sweating, and I'm like, man, okay, like, am I really that fat? Am I really that fat? I'm sweating in the air conditioning. But no, I turned the air off briefly, and I just was soaked i mean i'm talking like 30 seconds i'm only running air in my bedroom because it's the only place that i you know <laughs> ever am in you know i'll get up to make food but you know but like i go to the bathroom oh my god it's like a thousand degrees in there you remember when you were a kid and you'd go to the public swimming pool and then you had to take a dump and it was like 105 outside and then you had you were all wet and you had to sit on that slippery, sweaty toilet seat and take a dump. Is that not like the worst feeling in the world ever? The most uncomfortable feeling? Oh, God, I hated going to public swimming pools so much. You get out of the adult pool and get into the kiddie pool, and it's like, it's just urine. It's just a pool that's about a foot deep filled to the brim with urine. When we used to go to Splashdown, man, oh, my God. You know, back when I was younger, I didn't have the obsessive-compulsive tendencies that I do now. You know, like, I am insane when it comes to germs and being clean. And there are things that I did as a child that I would never do now. Like, my parents didn't incorporate good hand-washing into my daily routine, which is probably why I got sick all the time. My parents literally never told me, like, hey, when you're done... In the bathroom, you need to wash your hands before you leave the bathroom and start licking your hands after you're eating donuts. And if your parents don't tell you to wash your hands, you're not going to. My son, I mean, I, I mean, after a while, yeah, I got him into a good habit of it. But it took me like a year of nagging him. Like, no, you're not going to do that until you wash your hands. You know, because kids, you know, you're, you're so excited. You just like, like the bathroom is a chore. You just want to get in and get out and go back to playing. So... 
you know, it just never crossed my mind. You know, like we'd go, you know, I, I, I still remember like we would go to my cousins out in Hempstead all the time. And we'd always stop at the Dairy Queen on the way there. All right. And it'd have like one of those. I mean, this is like a real hick town Dairy Queen. It didn't have a bathroom per se, like a restaurant should have. It had like a, a wash closet, you know, had a door with a doorknob on a flimsy ass wooden door with a, a lock like you would lock your screen door with, you know, a hook. And we eat there all the time. And when I got older, I thought about this. Like we'd stop or, and I'd go in the restaurant and go take a dump, you know, wipe myself, touch the doorknob, come out of there and then shovel food into my mouth with those very same hands. And this isn't just some Dairy Queen close to my house. This is a Dairy Queen, like, at a rest stop, okay? Only God knows what kind of hands had touched that doorknob. And now that I'm older, it's like, wow, man. But this is exactly why the flu is always around, why we have not yet eradicated it. If everyone stuck to hand washing, it's as simple as that. Everything... I mean, obviously, somebody sneezes in your face on a crowded subway. There's nothing you can do about that. But most viruses are hand-to-mouth. And people just people just don't care, I guess. Nobody, nobody washes their hands. It's fucking disgusting. I used to play hockey with this guy. We'd have barbecues on the weekend. He was always the cook. You know, and I'd be like, wash them filthy fucking hands, man. And then he'd be done eating. I mean, uh, and then he'd be done cooking, you know, and, and he'd just be shoveling food in his mouth. I said, you just handled all that raw meat. You're not going to even wash your hands. He'd take a bite out of the raw meat. Like, what's it going to do? You know, and of course, he's one of these people that obviously should win the Darwin Award, but doesn't. No, it's like me, the guy who obsessively washes his hands and cleans everything and sprays Lysol on everything and literally carries hand sanitizer. I have hand sanitizer on my windowsill hand sanitizer on my desk, hand sanitizer in my bathroom. I have it under the seat of my motorcycle, and I keep some in my pocket. And I did all of these things long before COVID. And I'm proud to say that I haven't been sick in a very, very long time. But uh, I lost track of what I was even talking about. Swimming pools, movie stars. Oh, yeah, the flu. You know, like the flu. Like, what do you guys... Let me ask you this. Go ahead. I'll give you a second to think about it. What do you think the dirtiest thing in your day-to-day life is besides your cell phone. That's not the answer because even though it is, because that's another thing we don't think about because you think you're like, this is my cell phone. I touch it, but see, we'll, we're holding our cell phone and then we'll touch a doorknob and then we'll be handling our phone again, shake hands with somebody, touch your phone again. You may wash your hands, but it negates that hand washing if you pick up that dirty-ass phone and you put it right up to your mouth. So, my question, my trivia question for you is, what do you think is the dirtiest thing in your normal day-to-day life that you can touch, that you do touch? I promise you, you do. You got some answers coming out of your mouth? What do you think? You thinking doorknobs? Nope. You thinking money? Nope. Thinking grocery store baskets? Nope. Number one is a combination of ATM machines 
and those little places where you swipe your cards at the grocery store, you know, where you got to put your pin in. Those have been found to be the funkiest, most virus-carrying things on the planet. And that is exactly why I keep hand sanitizer under the seat of my motor scooter. Like, when I am checking out at the grocery store, I use one finger. I use one digit, my thumb. Okay? I put my card in for the little chip, and then I put my pin in with the thumb. Doot, 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 doot. Enter. I take my card out with my index and middle finger, put it into my wallet, grab my groceries. I hold my thumb out in front of me, well away from my body. <laughs> You may think I'm exaggerating, but this really happens, like, daily. I hold my thumb, or if it's my index finger, depending on whichever one touched, I hold it away from my body, I get to my bike, I open the seat, and I vigorously squirt hand sanitizer all over said thumb or index finger. And if I don't do that, I went to the store, my mom, I went to buy her some groceries, took a trip in her car, forgot my hand sanitizer, Went inside, checked out, got back in her car, and realized that I did not have my hand sanitizer. I had to ride home the whole way. It felt like my hand was burning. You know, it was this feeling of disgust that I just couldn't get off of me. My hand was filthy, and I could feel the living things crawling on my fingers. Oh, it just makes my skin crawl to even think about that. I don't ever want to have to go through that again. Sitting there riding in the car with everybody's poo and penises on my fingertip. No, thank you. But yeah. So guys, you know, and I say this uh, not like as a comedian or, you know, to even try and make any sort of joke. Like seriously, when you go to the store and you check out and you put your finger on those buttons that have been pressed by thousands of people i mean yeah they they're they're getting better i see at heb that they're cleaning a lot you know they're cleaning the scanners and they're cleaning the countertops but i've never seen them clean the buttons so a word to the wise if you're trying to avoid covid and i know you are or you're trying to avoid the flu or anything that can get you sick when you leave the store you should really Take care of your funky fingertips because you'll forget. I smoke cigarettes, okay? If I forget, like if I go out to my bike and I don't sanitize my hands, the first thing I'm going to do is put my fingers right there on my lips. And all it takes is for that day to have been somebody sick touch that. So public service announcement from Fat Guy Loves Cake to all you Loyal listeners whom I love and hold very dear to my heart. Take care of them funky fingertips. You got them funky fingertips. Funk, funk, funky fingertips. Oh, 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 oh. So I got a treat for you guys. I bet you already know what it is. It's another little score I got out of Hollywood. From, you know it from uh, Amber Heard's agent. Solomon Horowitz sent me over. A uh, another, I, I guess Johnny and Amber have been collaborating for quite some time, and this is a really good long trailer too. Apparently, they are in a movie. It's kind of like a The Gate meets Indiana Jones type thriller action 
suspense type movie. Got some spirits involved and some, you know, some kind of Necronomicon type thing, I think. I don't know. I listened to it once and I was like, wow. So I got that trailer for you guys. I'm going to keep them coming uh, as long as they keep sending them to me. Uh, but Amber and Johnny, they apparently made a whole lot of movies that were just, you know, they, they flew under the radar on. So let me play it for you here first on Fat Guy Loves Cake, the new coming. Uh, I believe it's coming in Christmas time. Is This is the new Johnny Depp and Amber Heard flick. It's called, it's called Amber and the Rectum of Doom. Deep in the jungles of Mexico... There lies an old tale of a portal to another world. A gateway to another universe that can only be opened by the Chosen One and the Gatekeeper. Through this doorway lies an otherworldly entity that can save the world from an impending apocalypse. But time is running short. You must find the Gatekeeper. You are the Chosen One, Johnny. A creature draws near that wants to destroy all life on Earth. Only you can defeat it. Find the Gatekeeper. And when she opens the door to this other world, the creatures shall destroy each other. Go and find her. How will I know who she is? She will bear the sign of the two moons on her. I'm the head of the new science department. Have you seen me laboratory? Hello, I'm Johnny. Let me show you the way. Thank you, Johnny! What a strange tattoo on your arm. Why would you get butt cheeks? They're not butt cheeks. They're two moons. Together, their love would have to save a planet. What now? What does the book say? Let me see. It says... Well, this can't be right. What does it say? It says you have to fart in the direction of the doorway. Then I truly am the gatekeeper. It's getting closer. Good thing I had peas for lunch. I was saving this for your bed, but I guess that'll have to wait. Take that, you devil beast! It's working! Oh, you did it. You saved the world with your arse. I need to clean up. Hand me your bag so I can towel off. This Christmas, Johnny Depp faces off against an evil that's almost as powerful as Amber's sphincter. We saved the world, Amber. Let's go home. Let me pitch one off before we leave! Me hat! The movie that will blow you out of your ass. Amber and the Rectum of Doom. Rated R.
I tell you, once all these new movies come out with Amber and Johnny, everybody's just going to forget about all that stuff with the trial. Nobody's even going to be thinking about the whole duked in the bed thing. You know, I'm already over it. You know, I'm not thinking about it at all. You know, I mean, she's a talented actress. Her and Johnny didn't get along. She's a bit of a psychopath. And, you know, let's just move on from it. If they can work together civilly the way they've been doing, then, uh, you know, there's no reason for us to keep rehashing the fact that she's shit in the bed over and over and over and talking about it and making up music and fake movie trailers. We don't need to do any of that. Just leave the poor woman alone already. You know, just let her get back to work and keep entertaining the masses as she's always done. I tell you, with Johnny winning that case, man, we better get another Pirates movie. I want another Pirates movie, damn it. They're fucking great, man. Who doesn't love it? I watched The Curse of the Black Pearl just a couple days ago. That movie is solid. It holds up. It's still so much fun to watch. <laughs> oh, and uh, since I have YouTube Premium, uh, it's always suggesting for me to watch all these free movies and shit. And so I'm, I play movies in the background when I'm working at my desk. You know, they're just there for me to kind of glance at. But Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure came on. Now, I already know this movie line for line uh, and have since it came out. So it, I don't even need to watch it. You know, like I can I could play the whole thing in my head if I wanted to. But I caught something really funny uh, when I was watching it that I had never caught before. And this movie came out in the 80s. Now, granted, the joke I would have never gotten when this movie came out because I didn't even I would have never understood what it meant. The word, but the joke is okay. Remember Bill, uh, S. Preston Esquire. His dad marries a woman named Missy, and Missy went to school with Bill and Ted, so they're like the same age, you know. So she's this cutesy little blonde married to his middle-aged father, and Ted's always busting his balls about it, you know, like, dude, that's your mom. Well, in the finale of the movie, when they've got all the characters that they've gathered through time, you know, they've got Lincoln and Genghis Khan and Joan of Arc, Billy the Kid, uh, Socrates, and Sigmund Freud, the famous psychiatrist. Uh, so when it's Freud's turn to speak in front of the auditorium, he's got Ted on the couch, and he's talking about how Ted's father projects all his anger onto him because he's afraid of him being a failure and all this, and, you know, Ted sits up, and he's like, whoa, you know, as Keanu Reeves is known to do, and then Freud turns to Bill, and he says, would you like to lay down on the couch, and Bill says, no, man, he says, I just got a little bit of an Oedipus complex, and I was like, how did I not catch that joke? If you don't know, Oedipus is a, uh, a psychiatric term for men who want to sleep with their mother, basically, like, we all want to our mom. I know that sound. I'm sorry. That sounded awful. Uh, I apologize for using it so crudely like that in psychiatric study. We, as men, because we love our mothers, we look to, uh, you know, eventually be married to, or partnered up with someone who is just like our mother, because we want to marry our mother. And that makes perfect sense. I love my mother. I don't have any, <laughs> any feelings like that about her, but, but I get it, you know, I would want a strong, nurturing, caring woman like my mother. 
And anyway, so, you know, throughout Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, there's constantly making remarks about how she's hot and like, dude, quit looking at her like that. That's your mom. And then he says, uh, I just got a bit of an Oedipus complex. And I saw that and I was like, oh my God, how did I never catch that joke after all this time? And I don't think probably anyone who was a teenager or younger would have gotten that. Probably a lot of parents wouldn't have gotten that. Oh, I wanted to play something for you guys. I don't have a whole lot to talk about. I'm not even going to lie. But I really do want to play this for you guys. It's only three minutes long, so don't freak out. About 20 years ago, there was this guy, and he was always making... Well, he made a soundboard. If you don't know what a soundboard is, it's basically like a, a program on your computer, and you can assign it to... You, you have, like, say, 50 buttons, and you can assign sound files to them. So every time you hit button one, it says, Hello. And button two, hi. Button three, good morning. Okay, so you can program. It doesn't have to be anybody talking. You can. It's just the same concept as like a, a MIDI, you know, or a programmable keyboard. This guy had made these soundboards with nothing but Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he prank called people all the time. And most of the time, people did not get it. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger is like the most recognizable voice next to you know, James Earl Jones as Darth Vader. But the fact that he called so many people and they did not realize that Arnold Schwarzenegger is like the one guy that everyone can do an impression of. I mean, like, even Austrians don't fucking sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's a very unique voice. Like, he would have had that unique voice no matter where he grew up, but toppled on the fact that he was an Austrian who learned to speak English, it's super-duper funny. But this guy, anyway, he prank-called all these people, and some of them... I mean, I guess he made a point to, like, call really, really backwoods towns. You know, like, you can tell a lot of them are in Louisiana, probably Shreveport. He calls these hotels. He calls these uh, diners. And he just uses the soundboard to talk to these people. And all of the, um, all of the things on the soundboard are from either Kindergarten Cop or Terminator, uh... <laughs> And they're funny, man, because these people get so aggro and they're just talking to a fucking computer and he'll call these drunk people. You know, there was this one guy he called and he was so swamp people and he was like, you could just feel the murder in this guy's voice arguing with Arnold Schwarzenegger. But the best one it's not the best recording. So if you have to crank it up a little bit, but Arnold calls a crazy Chinese guy. Let me set it up for you. This poor Asian man answers the phone, has no clue that he's being punked, and he thinks, and I've dissected the call so that this is how I know, he thinks that his son is in trouble. And because the caller is identifying himself as a police officer from kindergarten cop, he's like, I'm Detective John Kimball. Hey, I'm a police officer. (laughs) So the guy thinks he's talking to the cops. But by the time this call is starting to wrap up, this guy is so fucking angry. And when he finally loses his shit, you'll hear it. It is so funny. Anyway, give this a listen. Arnold Schwarzenegger calls a crazy Chinese guy, and I'll be right back with you after it. Hello? How are you? Huh? How are you? Who are you? Hey, I'm a police officer. 
Yes? I want to ask you a bunch of questions. Yes? I want to have them answered immediately. Who yes. is your daddy and what does he do? You are the police officer? I'm Detective John Kimball. Who? I'm a cop, you idiot. Who? I'm Detective John Kimball. John Kimball? Yes. Yeah. Where did you come from? Yeah. This is this my son's problem? My problem? Stop whining. Oh? Huh? Oh? Stop it! Who? I'm a cop, you idiot. Yeah, Pinko. Who are you now? Who is your daddy? I'm... And what does he do? Who are you now? Who are you? Tell me who are you now? Do it! Do it! Who are you? Tell me who are you. One of us is in deep trouble. What's the trouble? Tell me who... Is enough? Hello? Yeah. Hello? I'm Detective John Kimball. John Kimball, yeah? I'm a cop, you idiot! Hey, I'm a police officer. Okay, you are the police officer. I know who you are. You are the police officer, okay? Yeah. Okay. Tell me your name and then what happened right now. How, why you tell me the, 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 the things like this? Tell me. What's the matter? The CIA What's got you pushing too many pencils? Tell me. Who are you? I'm a friend of Sierra Connor. You're a friend of who? Trust me. Okay. You want to scare me or what you want to put, do you want to talk to the police? I'm a friend of Sierra Connor. Okay. You're a friend of the Janet Carlo. Janet Carlo is who? I'm a cop, you idiot! You are, you are the Vincent Shiro's fan, right? I'm Detective John Kimball. Okay, okay. You son of a bitch. I'm son of a bitch, right? You are the cop, you. you are the cop. You are Fuck the you, asshole. Right? Fuck I'm you, asshole. Okay? Fuck you, asshole. Okay, you fuck me, asshole. Come on, don't bullshit me. I, I don't bullshit you. Come on, don't I bullshit you. me. I told you. Stop it! That is classic. I hope you enjoyed that. That's funny stuff. So a couple of people won the lottery uh, around where I live. Two different people in my little town won $500,000 each. Right here in my neighborhood. Two different unrelated people. Very cool. Good for them. I tell you what, though. It got me thinking about the lottery. And if I won the lottery, man, I'm going fucking fully anonymous. And you have that right. I don't know if you knew this or not, but when you win the lottery, like when you win the millions, the jackpot and all that, and you tell the Texas lottery or whatever lottery you're playing, you say, I don't want my name published. I don't want my picture published. And by law, they cannot. And they will not. They're, they're very good about that. Because if you win a couple million dollars, you're going to find out that you have a whole lot of relatives you didn't know existed. I fucking promise you that. Like me, I got a mom, I got a dad, I got a sister, I got a few cousins, whatever, that I know about. No, I have a few cousins. That's it. And I know that they're not pieces of shit. They wouldn't come looking for money. But I guarantee you, 
that people would start tracing their lineage to me real quick. If I was, you know, I'm on the cover of the local newspaper holding that giant check, says $7 million. We got Mexican people, they're like, yeah, he kind of looks like he might be related to us. Yeah, let's give him a call. People showing up at your door. Hey, hey, it's it's me. It's me. It's Mario. Like, who the fuck are you, man? I really wish I could win the lottery because I'm one of the few people in the world that would actually do something really good with it. And I'm not trying to, like, make myself sound awesome. I mean, I legit, I have everything in life now that I could ever ask for. I, I do not need anything. My house is paid for. I have a TV the size of a fucking drive-in. I have an Xbox. I have my kitty cats. I have all the toys. I have so many fucking toys that I have stuff I've not even played with yet. In fact, I stopped buying things from Amazon because I don't have the time to do all these things, you know, to, to, to have all these hobbies. So realistically, if I came into a lottery like a large, large lottery winning, that shit's all going to other people. I mean, yeah, I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to buy a bigger house. Well, no, see, that's not even like my, that's not my jam. I don't do that. I think I would just like really just spruce up the one I live in. And of course, I'd get a new car and a new motorcycle. And then I'd give a shitload of money to the ASPCA. I would open my own cat farm. Anybody can't take care of a cat, you just bring it to me. I got acres and acres of kitties. It'll be like this. It'll be like 20 square acres, eight foot tall wooden fences so that people and dogs can't get in and kitty cats can't get out. And they'll just be running free. There'll be kitty playgrounds and, you know, little laser light shows for them to play with at night. Troughs full of cat food. I'll have an on-call vet. Constantly neutering and spaying, like Mr. Barker says to do. That's what I would do with my money. And I'd probably give a lot of it to the people that made me the man I am today. And that is the wonderful, wonderful human beings that have been in my life and supported me and sustained me for so long. Not always in the best way, but I mean, because even though they didn't like it, there were times when people who loved me gave me money for alcohol, even though they... Did it against their better judgment, but what can you do? You love someone, you, it's hard to say no to them. But I could make you a, a list right now of all the people that were there for me. In fact, when COVID came around and I was getting unemployment and I was getting like fucking three times anything I've ever made in my life. I mean, I couldn't believe how much money they gave me. I started, I went around and I started giving $100 bills to people all, all around town. That's the truth. I wanted to let people know, like, hey, that wasn't a fluke. When I said I loved you when you helped me out, it wasn't because you helped me out. It was because I love you. And I'm proud to say that I am 20 months sober, and I would have never, ever, ever, ever made it here without the help of so many people who believed in me and believed that I could get better and believed that I could stop being this this self-destructive, suicidal, garbage human being that I was. It is incredible to be loved by so many people when all you do is let them down. 
But I'd love nothing more than to buy a giant piece of Texas, build a street, a cul-de-sac, a giant cul-de-sac, full of houses, and transplant every one of my friends into their own house for us all live our days out in, in a private little community made by Joey. That's the dream. Thanks, guys, for letting me bend your ear on this Wednesday. I hope that everyone's week continues to be good. You guys stay cool. Remember, stay hydrated. Even if you're not thirsty, it is a good idea to always drink a lot of water. That's good advice, I'm telling you. Drinking a lot of water, like even for a fat fuck like me, I drink water constantly, and there's so many positive health benefits to it. You know, you have more energy. You, you know, you never run down. You just, like... Your body loves that, man. Like, I never, ever piss yellow, ever. I know that's a weird thing to be proud of, but I am. Mineral water especially. God, I love mineral water. Can I get a... I don't, this stuff used to taste terrible to me. Mineral water, club soda, things like that. I can't get enough of it. So, stay hydrated, stay indoors, hug your kids, kiss your kitty cats, and we'll make it through this week all happy and healthy. Fat guy loves cake at yahoo.com. I'll see you guys on Friday. Everybody have a wonderful rest of your week and please be nice. Hey.